welcome to the Pod Has Been Cast special interlude edition. Interlude. <laughs> goo, 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 edition. Goo. <laughs> we That's are stepping away. Not you, BJ. Oh, thank well, you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wasn't making any DJ noises. Uh, check out my resume on the Pod Has Been Cast website. I'm deciding that, that exists <laughs> and that it's there. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we are stepping away from the world of the void to enter the realm of divination, divination. a tarot-driven tabletop role-playing game exploring the esoteric arts. Who's playing with me today? Hey, I'm Jules. I use they, them pronouns, and I am playing the Emperor. That Hello. Also... No, wait. Oh, shit. Fuck, I fucked it. I fucked it. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I was about to do Emperor's pronouns, and then I was like, wait, I didn't know if that was a thing. Uh, Does the Emperor, Emperor have pronouns? pronouns? We're moving on. We're moving on. All right. All right. All right. All right. Go, 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 go. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is James, and I am a big fan of smooth transitions. Um, I, I use uh, he, they pronouns, and I am playing uh, Carlisle, but also the magician uh, who uses he, him pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name nice. is Alina, and I use they or my name pronouns. Um, and I am playing the fool who uses all pronouns. There you go. And I am Nix, and I use she/her pronouns. I'm playing the hierophant, and I don't think the hierophant has ever really put put a stake in the ground on any pronouns. Okay. And I love Respect. that. And I'm Bianca. I am your diviner this evening, and I use they, them pronouns. Last time, I know, so fun. Last time we built um, our darling dear Carlisle, uh, and if you missed that episode, I highly recommend you go back, um, because you will be a little confused as to what's going on. But for today, we're just going to dive right on in. Leaving and coming back to it, Carlisle is a wild name that we landed yes. on. Yes, Carlisle is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the result of two and a half hours of hot, sweaty work. I don't remember how that happened, but I think it's wild. Well, and I have written down Carlisle slash Lyle, but I can't remember which one is the one that we're trying to get everybody to uh, call I us. Think I think is Lyle the, is the nickname. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I that's what I was thinking. Lyle is the nickname. Um, Car Car is no. what um, calls us whenever he's annoyed with us. <laughs> oh, that's why we landed on Carlisle, though, because like that way, um, like when he's trying to use like they pronouns, we can also kind of yeah. lean towards Carly if we want to. Right. So, like, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, a little yeah. variety in our oh, presentation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a versatile name. It is, and that's why we picked it. Sure. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. All right, All right, let's get to work. All right, here we go. The Doreen Valiente Cryptology Library and Research Institute, colloquially known as the Sphinx due to the statues that guard its front entrance, is an illustrious and well-funded library, housing materials on puzzle codes of every kind, ranging from the wartime cryptograms and ciphers to internet mysteries like Cicada 3301, or the more spooky, like number stations. The location of the Sphinx is historic in nature and receives multitudes of curious tourists and dedicated researchers alike. The land surrounding the Sphinx is gorgeous. The view of the sea is worth the price of admission alone. But inside the Institute is breathtaking. Cathedral-like ceilings making room for cherry wood shelves that seem to extend upwards for miles, intricate detailing along the crown molding with symbols rumored to have been hand-picked by Doreen Valiente herself, 
and Wi-Fi faster than any other building within a 50-mile radius. Today, the Sphinx is buzzing with activity. Library workers are walking briskly amongst the stacks and tables, ensuring everything is where it needs to be. Competitors are lining up at the registration table or scoping out the competition from the sidelines. Catering, janitorial, and technical support are all on hand, focused on their own preparations for the portions of the weekend. And we find ourselves at registration. We're hanging out in the uh, front hall of the Sphinx Institute um, with our teammates, Shay, Eileen, and Roderick. Um, Shay and Eileen have um, hurried ahead of the two of you to go handle registration. Um, and Roderick is a little excited and nervous. What is the vibe in our inner space? What's going on in there? How are we, uh, how are we doing? How are we feeling? How are we, how are we chatting? My aspects. <laughs> oh, my. I think the cloud of fireflies slash quillerflies, uh, yes. as James called them <laughs> before we started today, uh, is just sort of hovering in a cloud, uh, but not really going anywhere, doing anything, just a little bit off to the side of our lecture hall space. This is something that you all are accustomed to seeing when I am in a place of sort of meditation or just kind of focus. I think I am also a little bit nervous, but not maybe in the same way that Roderick is. I'm just kind of um, thinking about, you know, the the competition coming up and what it might mean, the pressure that comes with when people think of you as a prodigy. Mm. And so I'm just trying to get myself centered. I love that. I think when the um, emperor appears in like the shared space, uh, they bring uh, their throne with them. So uh, the emperor sits in the middle of like the sort of the seats kind of move out of the way as this giant iron throne kind of appears in the center of the uh, lecture hall and the emperor sits in it uncomfortably um, far too small for the throne uh, with their flaming sort of crown around um, their head. He kind of like, you know, watches uh, Roderick's actions with like a keen eye, like uh, with a resting his hand on his fist, sort of on the side of the throne, uh, eyes ever alert, ready for the oncoming challenge. Uh, Roderick's intellect is sort of the uh, emperor's area of expertise. The uh, emperor prides himself on getting Roderick to where he is, and this will be the ultimate test of both of their skills. Um, yeah, I love that. Damn. What the hell? <laughs> uh, so, uh, someone, someone, follow that real quick. We, uh... Uh, yeah, if we could just get somebody. Uh... <laughs> you know what, James? You go for it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, uh, yeah. So, the magician has sort of been there already for a while. Um, uh, has sort of been in the space. I'm kind of like picturing him. Uh, the, the ever-changing sort of face and clothes that he's wearing have sort of settled for now on a little bit of like a uh, uh, a button-up bl- uh, a button-up shirt uh, with a tie that's a little bit loose and rolled up sleeves. He's got like a well-coiffed uh, hair uh, hair, and he's sitting in the middle at the top. Well, it's not sitting. He's standing at the top of the uh, uh, of the entire area, kind of with his hands uh, on the two chairs in front of him. You can almost mm-hmm. like you can almost see like a uh, a headset on uh, as he's just kind of like preparing for the conversations that he's going to be having and and the connections that he's going to make uh, that sort of thing. So he's just you know 
stage managing, but not really. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm. Yep. I love that. I think that the fool like just bursts out of the beaded curtains at the top of the stairs yep. and like is carrying um, like random like long body pillows uh, with them. And um, they've like put on a button up shirt underneath their like normal like vest that they wear to like try and like look uh, like they're dressed for the occasion of being uh, smart. And um, yeah. <laughs> and so they like they're they're going down the stairs and, and they like set up their pillows or whatever. And they have um, Asmodeus on their shoulder. And they have, like, one of those, like, hand puzzles. It's just, like, a bunch of rings. And it's, like, how do you get them all separate? Um, and they're just, like, fiddling with it and, like, staring at the projector, just, like, foaming at the mouth. Not actually foaming at the mouth. I know that everything we say is true. So not I, it's that's not so what I truly mean. Metaphorically, yeah, metaphorically foaming. foaming at the mouth. I'm so excited yeah. and so nervous. Absolutely, which is so funny that you have all sort of positioned yourselves in this room and you can see on the projector screen, um, Roderick turns to Carlisle and is like a little a little anxious and is kind of like like buzzing with excitement and is moving. Um, and he's and he's like he's like, I just, you know it's finally happening. We're like actually here. And then there's like a moment of silence because um, no one's standing at the lectern. So <laughs> oh god is uh, <laughs> like, like hitting each other. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Ever so a little puddle of drool forming <laughs> in the corner. Of <laughs> uh, and Roderick is like, uh, "Hey, you you okay in there? Everything all right?" Yeah, and then the fool pops up. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's gonna be. I'm. It's gonna be great. I think. I'm. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling a little. Um. 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 Oh gosh, I've lost all my language. That's probably. Not good for a, a moment like this, huh? Certainly not, but it'll come back to you, I'm sure. Thanks. Uh, listen, um, I just want to say that, like, I'm really glad that we, I'm, I'm really glad that we got here, and that, um, that everything is, is working out. I feel really good about this. I think it's going to be a really great weekend. Me too. And, I mean, the team is pretty stacked. Shay and Eileen, I would trust them with just about anything at this point. <laughs> I think that we make a wonderful, rounded out, even team. And we're going to pause there for a second um, to get to do something that I think is really fun in Divination, which is um, we get to define our NPCs' relationships. So normally, as we would do this throughout the game, and we might um, do this as you meet um, some new strangers, um, it would uh, sort of like form over time organically but because we made Roderick in our character creation we get to define him a little bit now I'm sort of as a group fool because you are in control I will let you take charge but the other aspects as per usual always are welcome to chime in um, and uh, make decisions suggestions things like that so one of the first things we're going to do is decide what Roderick's vocation is Um, so Shay Mm. is a criminology major and Eileen does linguistics. We are poli sci. What do we think Roderick's specialty is? Oh, I was gonna say we probably need like more of like a hard science sort of like a. Mathematics <laughs> that's exactly. Like like that's math. what I was gonna say. Math is exactly okay, what so I was thinking. Math. Great <laughs> mathematics. I know so much about that. Wow. It's like we all live in the same. Oh, whoa. whoa. Can you major in algebra? Is um. That... Yes. <laughs> sure. You know what? I'm yeah. going to say yes, sure. because uh, <laughs> this is our world and what we say goes. So I'm going to say mathematics with a specialty in algebra. 
Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know what? If you are a math major and you're watching this podcast, please um, let us know what your specialty was um, and how you enjoyed your time in college. Yeah, we'll put you in the same <laughs> channel as we put the debate kids from last. Week. <laughs> <laughs> you get your own section of the Discord. Um, mathematics, algebra, major, gorgeous, and because we have some established bonds with Roderick, he is a standard attachment. Um, so. My instinct is to say that Roderick is our best friend. Is there any flavoring to that um, or any disagreements, I suppose, um, to that suggestion as we discuss our a, attachment type? Oh. I'd love a flavoring. Of Let's hear it. Just, oh. like, just like, a, like, a, like a newly understood um, possibly crush. <gasps> Juicy. Oh. Longtime Ooh. friends. Mm. Longtime friends. Suddenly, a little like there's some butterflies, maybe, and it's like, what's that? Yeah, one of those longtime friends. What's... We've we've like seen each other like at our lowest. Yeah. And every once in a while, there's a moment where you're like, am I? No, no. Is this <laughs> no? Yeah. It's like just gonna... the two no. of you. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. There are there are moments in the in the in the frat house. You don't live in a frat house, but it's a frat house for <laughs> nerds, <Frat>. basically. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's does, that's correct. Does your house have a name? Um, so I know sometimes in colleges, houses have names that you would like oh, colloquially gosh. refer to. Um, it's okay if it doesn't. I was just curious. I I, I think it, yeah. yeah it it is. The first thing that came to mind was the grid, and I ah! no, that's perfect. <laughs> the grid. That's, yeah, I, we live. I feel like we says, just, yes. like we saw. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I I, I think that we saw. Um, like like uh, all of our friends sort of like watched uh, Tron uh, a long <laughs> oh, time ago, shit. of course, uh, and it just kind of stuck, and we don't really remember why we call it the grid, right. but yeah, the grid. That's <laughs> so silly. I love it so much. Okay, Man. yeah. So moments in the grid where it's just the two of you alone on the front porch, and everyone's gone to sleep, and you're like, is this? I don't know. It'd be complicating things, maybe. Um, okay, great. So I wrote down best friend, <laughs> comma, maybe more, question mark, which feels correct, attachment Good. type. Um, <laughs> and then um, I want to talk a little bit. One of the cool things about attachments in divination is that um, it transforms into boons. Um, so the NPCs can provide um, a little additional assistance um, as we are moving through our trials and tribulations. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Roderick. What do we think he's like? What are some buzzwords we think of when we think? Of our best friend, comma, maybe more, question mark. Well, so, okay, so just to refresh our yeah. memory, Roderick is the one that sort of came to our aid all those years ago on the playground yes. with um, mm -hmm. that project we were And all of our with, books right? that we couldn't carry. Yeah. All oh, the books, yeah, and all that. Okay, okay. So I think Roderick is helpful. Mm -hmm. Good listener, because that was yeah. the hallmark of that story, was that they picked up the books and carried them mm. and mm -hmm. just listened, didn't really pry, but got us to sort of talk about what we needed to. I love that. Helpful, good listener. One more. Good things come in threes. I think he's also just like really like funny but doesn't know it. Ugh. Like he, get, uh, I'm getting the vibe that like he says things that are like really funny, like uh, really snippy comments that like aren't mean but are just like clever enough where you're like, damn, you're right though. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. And he's like, why are you guys laughing? Um, and that only adds to the charm. 
I love Roderick and will be taking the Rad's test for him in character later. And Lovely. I'm, I would die for him. I and you might. Just and kidding. We might. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, I think with the things that we've um, we've sort of like discussed, very like kind, a helpful, a good listener. Um, I'm feeling a little, feeling a little page of cups action. Feeling a little like very like kind, very supportive, like a really good friend. Um, so I'm gonna pull. And what Bianca is pulling here is the significator for. Uh, for this character, uh, I'm going to jump in and put my Yay! developer hat on for a second. Just talk a little bit about, so if there are any tarot nerds in the audience that are listening, you'll know that the significator is a card that you use usually to represent uh, the querent in a reading. So whether that is yourself or whether if you're reading for somebody else and uh, you're representing them in the reading, it's a card that signifies the person that is being read for. And um, it is typically pulled from the court cards because those are the cards that are these sort of archetypal personality types. And so in divination, we have assigned those as, um, we call that the figures deck, the 16 court cards. And we have assigned those as uh, the, the significators that get used for NPCs. And those boons that Bianca was talking about are connected to the significator that we will assign. Thank you. And please, know, at any you- moment. Feel free and jump in and explain things because I like to hear when you um, say the stuff because it's uh, so eloquent and smart. I'm just going to yeah. jot. And like, you don't you open that door too wide because I, can, you I talk, can ramble it, for a while. Oh, and that's what, <laughs> see, and the thing I love about D&D and tabletop RPG in general is that we always end up playing characters that reflect us a little bit. And the mm-hmm. idea that the Hierophant is made of glowing words makes so much sense. It does. Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? I'm really hearing the glowing words. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like literally. And I'm just a little boy on a too big chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tired man in a suit. I get it. And I you know, it's so say we all. <laughs> Wait, what did you draw? What, what's um, so the... the page of cups. So I will display it again just so you can take a little. Oh, look-see. okay. I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> um, so this is Roderick's energy. Look at this little man. Yeah. It's a guy mm-hmm. holding a cup, and it looks like there's a fish in the background. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. Jumping out of it. Yeah. Hopping yeah. out of the cup. Um, he's got a startled <laughs> look on his face and a fashionable tunic. Um, as a blessing hops out of his cup, um, he's delighted and surprised that everyone is laughing at a joke he didn't mean to make, which oh, perfect. suits our boy so well. All right. Um, okay, great. So we are in this moment with Roderick. He's feeling a little nervous, a little, a little excited. We're trying to calm him down, trying to, trying to reassure him, fools, what you would say maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that this calls for a test. I think it's time to do a test. All right. First one of the game. First one of the game. Okay. So this is another really cool. I can't stop doing it. And I simply will not. And that's what you should have thought of before you put me in charge. What I love about (laughs) what's really funny is I can't see what Jules's face looks like right now. Because they're covered up by my Google Docs. Hey, Mom. Okay. It's all good. (laughs) Um, So tests the core of gameplay for divination, much like um, rolling the dice in uh, D&D or other tabletop RPGs. We will be pulling cards and letting the spirits decide. Um, So in broad terms, a test determines the outcome in a moment where a hero attempts an action whose success is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed that we're going to comfort Roderick, but I've got a pretty good feeling about this one. Okay. So this is an active test. Um, 
I would say maybe expression or connection, if anyone has. Um, and by anyone, I mostly mean the fool, because you are the one in charge of this test. I think definitely expression. Yeah, effectively convey emotions so as to affect the emotional state of another person or a group. Gorgeous. Totally. Okay, Gorgeous. great. Okay. Yeah. So this will be a test in cups, because that is where expression is. You can see my little mm -hmm. spider hand here, um, but and only if you're watching the video. Uh, okay, great. So an active test, we need a six or a higher, which is why you can see this little... Handy dandy marker here. I love a game with props. And I am so grateful <laughs> that this one has coins and visual aids. I think it is delicious and delightful, particularly for a diviner like me who loves visuals. <laughs> um, there, it, <laughs> I just love to talk um, as I'm pulling up <laughs> the things that I need to pull up. <laughs> You're doing My great. words aren't necessarily glowing, but they certainly are luminous and plentiful. Thanks. Thank you. You see, when I would do this, when I was like like searching for the document <laughs> I needed, I would usually just go fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck where the fuck. God damn it. And you know what? It was also entertaining. So and both so words, everything's good. <laughs> I'm gonna say for this one, there's very little risk. I don't think that there's a big risk involved right. in this particular test. Um, and risk would help swing the uh, the arrow, as it were, to add a little, um, to make it a little harder or a little easier. Fool, okay. what is your cups? One. I get a plus one. Gorgeous. So yeah. we'll move down one. And then because we are trained in the skill, we get an additional plus one. So we just need a four to a 10 to succeed on our active test of expression. And now yes. I will shuffle some cards. Uh, this feels like a gimme, but nothing's a gimme. One, two, or three? Two. Okay. <gasps> Interesting. And for those of you at home that can't see what we're doing, uh, because we're playing over video right now, uh, which is very much where this game was born, we started working on the game just very shortly before the pandemic started. And so we had to very quickly learn how to run a very visual game <laughs> the over video. Yes, and so since we couldn't fan the cards out and have the aspect pull a card out of the deck, uh, we started doing, various diviners came up with different ways of doing this, but uh, what Bianca has done is laid three cards out and then pointed to them, one, two, or three, to still give the aspect who's performing the test some agency in choosing a card. Yeah, and I will now lay down the card that we have pulled. Ace of Swords. Which is Ooh. a failure. <laughs> Almost catastrophe, oh. I might say. Um, oh my it, God. It is a it catastrophe. Is, yes, it is a disaster. It's the worst. <laughs> it oh is the no. worst possible thing. So exciting. And I love, uh, I love chance. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this disaster. Um, the Ace of Swords uh, is a card that represents um, intellect and idea, the very beginning of an idea. Um, truth accuracy and clarity with this um i think it's really interesting that it's a swords result with a test of cups um because we have come to comfort and express an emotion and instead we have pulled the sword out of our sheath and are ready to fight um so i think perhaps the words that you choose to use with roderick um fool 
uh, cut mm -hmm. a little deeper than you mean to. I think perhaps um, you appeal to his intellect. What exactly do you think that you say to him in this I moment? Think I, I think I end up saying something about how like he doesn't have to focus on the words. All he has to focus on is the math. And yeah, um, he maybe takes that not well. Yes. Um, I'll say that you can all sort of see there's like a moment where some of the students in the classroom are like, ooh. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, the, the cloud of fireflies have a yeah. similar reaction. <laughs> we all just sort of see. Yeah, you see the emperor sort of just groan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roderick's face sort of falls um, and he nods and he's like, yeah, just just the math. Yeah, just the math. I can I can um, focus on that. Thanks. Um, thanks, Carlisle. That's uh a good way to um, think about it. Um, and before you can say anything else uh, to him, um, Eileen and Shay approach. Internally, what is the reaction to this in the moment? How do the other aspects feel about this moment with Roderick? Uh, the magician sort of like leans back uh, and just kind of like puts his hands up uh, like behind his head and says, uh, well, okay, look, this isn't necessarily all bad. Uh, if maybe we can say that this moment is going to really focus him. I mean, uh, whether or not, like, emotionally he's reacting good to it, at the very least, we know that he's going to remember to stick to the math. I hate to agree with the magician, but we need Roderick on task. I've always said our attachment to him is a distraction. The Hierophant uh, buzzes over. The cloud is kind of hovering near the podium now, uh, thinking that maybe I might need to step in at some point. And I'm just uh, quiet for a moment, and then I say, remember that words carry a lot of weight. And it's good that he'll be focused on the, the math, but he may be distracted by feeling bad or feeling hurt. So if we have a chance to adjust that later, we maybe right. should take it. Right. Now, I might suggest uh, that we leave it as is because we can, of course, adjust that later on. But keep in mind, too, it might be important going into this debate uh, to be seen as the better debater anyway. We are on a team, and that is important. But uh, if we are seen as the best debater on the team, that might come in handy as well. I appreciate all of the feedback, and um, I will do better next time. <laughs> Thank you. I suppose we'll see. <laughs> we will find out. The fireflies all just sort of glow encouragingly, oh, very warmly. So sweet. And <laughs> um, because uh, a test has passed, um, or in this case failed, uh, control is now up for grabs. <laughs> um, so at any moment, if any one of you would like to step in, you may now without any cost. Um, great. Shay and Eileen approach. You like see this sort of like on the outside. Shay and Eileen approach, uh, and uh, Eileen sort of like looks between the two of you, uh, and she's like, "Okay, well, uh, listen. Registration is all handled. They're about to start a little reception ceremony. Maybe we could grab some drinks, some past apps, perhaps." Yeah. No, that idea. sounds good. I think. Um I think I think I, I probably need something to eat. I haven't I haven't had anything all day. Great. All right. Well, uh, we'll s let's skedaddle uh, over there. And you can tell she's sort of like staring between the two of you. You and Roderick, do you guys fight very often? 
I don't think so. I don't think we fight often. I think that we're probably very like blunt with each other, mm. but um, I think probably very specific things hurt each other's feelings that oh. the other says, mm. you know? Yeah. Alexa, play mm-hmm. True Blue by Boy Genius. Okay. Exactly. And you get it. <laughs> <laughs> and you understand. <laughs> and you see the vision. I will say that, that you move into the reception area, taking place in one of the Sphinx's larger meeting rooms. Think the ninth floor of the Harold Washington Library, if you've ever been able to go oh. there. Um, really like an expansive Fancy. room. Lots of um, sunlight streaming through the ceilings because there's a lot of glass. Um, a lot of like blues, uh, cool marble floor, a few round tables for folks to sit at and gather if they so choose. Um, you can see there are like servers moving around the room carrying trays with small bites and little drinks. Um, there's an open bar in the far corner. Um, a little podium um, where someone is probably going to give a speech uh, to like announce the beginning, um, but not quite yet. Um, you can see that there are, are um, like teams are mingling in here. Um, Doc Barb is also in this room. Um, and your teammates, um, and Roderick sort of beelines it for the bar. Um, and uh, Shay looks at Eileen and yeah. then looks at you, uh, and then is like, I guess we'll talk about that later. Um, and Shay goes to follow Roderick to the bar. Eileen stays with you. Cool. I'll, um, I'll step up, and um, you see like the throne just sort of vanishes from the center of the room and <laughs> reappears on the stage just sort of pushing like, the fool okay. out of the way. Emperor, every and time you do that. So when the emperor is at the lectern, do you have to stand on the seat of your throne? <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's very funny. so funny. <laughs> yeah. I stand on my throne and I like, you know, put my uh, hands on the side of the lectern for balance. And um, I say, it's important that we make an introduction uh, to Doc Barb, we can deal with Roderick later, and um, I'm going to beeline to Doc Barb. Uh, Emperor, keep an eye out for anybody else that we could use as well while you're out there. Don't command me, magician. <laughs> Great, you uh, you walk on. The over. magician notes that. <laughs> um, the and for the <laughs> yeah for the uh for the audio format um would you just describe a little bit maybe of what you just did as the magician just a little oh yeah no uh as as soon as the emperor sort of uh sort of said that the uh the magician just sort of like looked down and kind of like composed himself because mm-hmm. he knows uh, he knows how the emperor works and didn't mean to overstep but also does not really like being told back. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing worse than when your boy king sibling talks back to you. Ugh, it's so <laughs> annoying. Brother. Brother. <laughs> Come on, bruh. <laughs> Perfect. So Carlisle kind of beelines it towards Doc Barb, completely leaving Eileen behind. Um, and uh... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Damn. it's okay. The emperor's in charge. Um, and, uh, how do you approach? She is like sort of like in conversation with someone, um, an older woman, um, about her age. Uh, they're just sort of like politely conversing. Um, we can't risk being rude in front of Doc Barb and whoever, uh, she's speaking to. So I'll just move into her eyeline politely. 
um, sort of with my hands folded in front of me as like a sign of like sort of reverence and respect and uh, wait to be acknowledged. <laughs> I love the emperor. Um, yeah. So you sort of like you sort of like hover in her like line of sight, like a few feet behind this woman um, standing with the poise and elegance of a young boy king with the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, and Dark Doc Barb uh, looks over and sees you and says something very quietly to her companion and, and, and steps over to you. Uh, and she says, uh, she says, you haven't changed. <laughs> I um, will take that as a compliment, I suppose. Um, I think it is. It's good to see you. Uh, and then she holds her hand out for you to shake. I, I take it and I um, kiss it. And then you hear the emperor go, fuck what? (laughs) 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 Which is perfect because we're going to do with Doc Barb what we did with Roderick. So as before, um, (laughs) it's now time to talk about. (laughs) Now's the time. Now's the perfect time because I think how we define her will um, establish how she reacts to this totally normal show of respect in the middle. Of the workplace. Um, So we have a standard attachment with um, Doc Barb, who is a debate coach still, um, but is, for the intents and purposes of this weekend, a judge in the competition. Mm. Um, I would say she's probably, what do we think, like a mentor figure? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then what are some... What are some personality words to describe Doc Barb? What kind of what kind of woman is she? We talked about this a little bit when we were um, establishing our connection with her, that she reminds us of our grandma, mm. um, that she's kind of like a take-no-shit woman, um, but she's very respectful. Um, any Anything else that we kind of want to throw in there, maybe add? Did we also say that she was the one that sort of helped us understand after the one competition that we had lost the debate but we had won over yeah the exactly the yeah 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 so i think that that is definitely um very much a part of who she is very a very good teacher i think mm-hmm. um she she def- she uh, manages to define uh her own like version of of winning and winning is usually um i don't know like saying winning has like a bad connotation i guess but like you know, uh, her own her own version of like what it means to be good going forward. Uh, mm. So what, I don't know if there's a word for that. Like success? Like what? Defining success differently? Yeah. Beats to her own drum and the drum is nice. And the- uh. <laughs> I love that. Nice drum. A nice drum. I'm going to say... <laughs> and- and this is the moment where what? if I was Jules, I'd be like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, there um, it is, but... yeah. yeah. The <laughs> listeners will understand that. <laughs> and, and, and it's nice to have some familiarity, you know, to like bridge the gap. <laughs> to have a little fun. Um, I think uh, that she feels very um, respectful, kind, beats to a nice drum which is such a funny way to phrase that but I think it's so true um I'm feeling queen of wands I'm feeling Mm. um a woman who is very um who's very uh warm and loving very excited about her passions um including teaching and mentorship um we've got um some buzzwords here protective uh a defender um very uh, observational and creative is the real word that springs to mind when I think of the Queen of Wands. So somebody who um, is not afraid to beat their own 
nice drum. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yep, no, no, that's good. Yeah. yeah, hey, thank you. And you know what? I'm going to say that I stuck the landing on that one. And <laughs> Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Thank you. I have to do some writing, so you talk amongst yourselves. Talk about a nice memory of Doc Barb, will you? Or maybe make fun of the oh. emperor for kissing her hand. Fuck. I glare at all of you, <laughs> daring you. Yeah, I think the uh, <laughs> I think the, the cloud of fireflies are there's a there's a buzz or a hum that comes from them sometimes that you definitely associate with uh, almost a snicker. Hmm. I um I can't challenge the hierophant in the same way that I challenge the magician, so I just sort of like <laughs> sigh and blush a little bit and like look away. <laughs> I think this was great. I um, yeah. I mean, you're you're really making an impression. Well, I'm gonna try that again without the dog barking. You really make an impression. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the fool is uh, happy that um, someone else is being weird too. Uh, a little bit of solidarity in not knowing how to act right now. <laughs> Uber clears uh, his throat. It's a sign of respect. It's actually not that strange when you think about it. Um, and Doc Barb kind of laughs a little and she's like, it's kind of weird, but it is also pretty endearing, so I'm going to let it slide. Uh, As you can see, I'm a bit nervous. I can tell. Everything okay? Why are you nervous? I just... I don't want to fail in front of all these people. And I've already started things off weird with my team, and I, don't know, I know you pulled a lot of strings to get me here, and I just don't want to let you down. Hey, now. I didn't pull too many strings. I just had him send you an invitation. You handled the rest. Well, thank you. All the same. Well, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Now, just because I, I know you doesn't mean I ain't going to go easy on you, all right? I hope you won't. I plan on impressing you. Impressing everyone. Yeah, I thought you might say something like that. All right, well, listen, if you find yourself in need of assistance, you only have to ask. Unless it's for the answers, and then you're on your own. Of course. Um, thank you for your time, Doc Barb. It's good to see you, kid. I'll see you later, huh? Um, feeling a little bolstered, I'll go find my team. Nice, yeah. They've all sort of congregated around the bar. Um, as you approach, they sort of turn to look at you. Um, you can see that, that Shay, who I'm going to say is is the is the probably the bubbliest out of the four of you, probably like your face. Um, I think that uh, a criminology major um, being very kind is uh, somewhat of an oxymoron, but she has to have a good attitude to learn all the things that she learns. Um, so she, uh, so she's the one to speak to you. She's like, hey, we got you a drink. Oh, um, thanks. No problem. I suppose one before the competition wouldn't be a big deal. No, it's okay. I think... But we should probably... Yeah. You all right? Sure, sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm fine. I talked to Doc Barb everything. Um, everything's gonna be fine. And, um, thank you all for being here, and I'm sorry if I'm kind of being, um, odd... But I know that we put a good team together. We put in the work, and um, we have nothing to be worried about. In fact, these other teams, they have something to worry about. I would like a test. 
I would like to see how successful this pep talk is to get back into the good graces of your team. Um, No, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) So let me, let me take a look. Let me, let me take a look. Let me see. I feel like um, we could do expression again. I feel like that is sort of, I'm conveying emotion, but Emperor, if there's something that you feel, we could also do maybe leadership, move one or more people to action through motivation, inspiration, and command. Mm. Yeah, I like I like leadership. I think yeah, yeah, or or composure maybe. I I, I think I think um yeah, either leadership. Like I'm trying to like kind of you yeah, know, I guess establish myself as like I am the leader of this team, <laughs> or composure in that I'm trying to like put forth that I am actually have my shit together and you shouldn't be worried about it i think you could go either way yeah well i'll have you decide then what exactly carlisle's intentions are and what what the emperor's intentions are here um to to define how this goes um if it's up to the emperor i'll go ahead and say leadership unfortunately it's a worse skill for us (laughs) but i do think it is more in tune with how the emperor sort of projects onto carlisle and i definitely think that that makes a lot of sense that sort of um trying to sort of like rally the team uh, and and through this like brief moment of vulnerability, uh, but very quickly moving back into business to be like, you know what? No, these other guys, they're the ones that need to be worried. We have nothing to worry about. I didn't kiss anybody's hand. This is going so normal. (laughs) (laughs) I think I will call upon... A thing. I guess this is very early in the game to be calling upon powers. Let's call upon some things. What do you got over there? I'll draw upon my divine masculine. When an active test of any skill is called, gain plus one on that test. If the test is read as a success, earn one XP for each point of risk uh, the diviner applies to the test. Okay. I am going to say that there is a bit of risk with this because you've hurt Roderick's feelings (laughs) and there was a moment where your team was alone without you and you're not 100% sure like if they were talking about you, if it's been brought up at all. You know, Shay did say something and asked if you were doing okay. So there's a little bit, there's a little, there's nerves in the air. So I'm going to set the risk to one. So we now need a seven through 10. Um, We are not trained in leadership, but you do now get that risk taken, right? Will you read the words to me again? Uh, when an active test of any skill is called game plus one on that test. Great. We're right back down to six. Um, since this was an active test, if any of the other aspects have powers that they want to use, um, now would be the time to do it. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to start shuffling some cards. Uh, point of order. I've got a, I've got a power here that's uh, uh, af- it's a, uh, a just revealed future card. So I can use this like after you pull the card. Yes. Right? And that's, that's how that works. Okay. Yeah, correct. Okay, cool. So we are looking at an active test of leadership um we need a six to a ten to succeed on our rousing speech (laughs) i've set down three cards jewels one two or three i like three (laughs) we like three (laughs) we love three in this house we do love three in this house um but today we do not that is a four (gasps) what's happening (laughs) now well all right i'm going to step in here because we have we have been really blowing it with the team uh i'm going to use well of spirit When a just-revealed future card would be read as a failure, instruct the diviner to shuffle that card back into the deck and then draw a new future card to see if your faith is rewarded. The new card resolves the test and may not be altered in any way by anyone, though the already active adjustments stand as usual. Okay, 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 okay. I think I'm 
might just draw one card for this instead of yeah. letting you choose that's fair. Um, because the hierophant is pulling a miracle so let's see that sounds like what, yeah, um, what it is. Nix, yeah. how do you think this manifests in the space? Like, what does the Hierophant do in this moment to... I think that warmth that I talked about earlier, that, you know, when the fireflies all sort of glow in unison, it really feels warm and comforting. And I think I know that I was kind of... Like I was snickering at the emperor earlier and I maybe I put him a little bit off of his game. And so I am just going to still hover to the side. I don't want to feel like I'm oppressing or anything like that. But just let that warmth start to shine around and uh, encourage, um, you know, just, that if there's a, just a little bit deeper that we can dig into the well of connection uh, here to... to um, I these people love this game. I love tarot cards um, because the card that was at the top of the deck was the eight of swords. So this does read as a success. We've doubled Oops. the number and we've moved up. So I'm just going to show this to the players and then I'll describe the card. Um, What's really mm. interesting about this card is the Eight of Swords is typically um, a person alone, surrounded by swords, blindfolded. The meaning behind the card is sort of the idea that um, you only believe you are trapped. You are not actually in danger. But what's really cool about the After Tarot is in this image, um, someone has come along and is helping the person out of their bondage, which works really well mm. because that's actually <laughs> what just happened. Um, so the Hierophant comes mm. over and, and, and gives this this warm glow of, of, of encouragement and the emperor sort of takes that and is able to deliver this speech with a little, uh, a little warmth, a little gusto, a little touch of that hierophant magic. Um, and there is a bit of, of tension that sort of settles. Um, and Roderick is the first one to sort of lift his drink. Um, and he's like, yeah, those other guys have so much to worry about. Uh, and then you all sort of clink your glasses together. Um, and it's this really beautiful moment of team bonding. And I'm so proud of you for getting out of that. Um, what does it look like <laughs> <laughs> inside the spaces as the success is, is sort of like marked? Um, what, is the, what is the feeling? I think the emperor sort of like kind of holds out a hand and lets like some of the little quills like sort of move through his fingers and sort of smiles. And addresses the room and says, of course, we're all a team in here as well. And we should remember that. Thank you, Hierophant. Wow. <laughs> I just glow brighter. I don't have anything to say to that, but I just glow even brighter. In the outside space, um, a woman who was talking to Doc Barb earlier approaches the podium and does one of those really classic things where she lifts a champagne glass and she dings a little knife against it, um, sort of calling classic. a classic move, one I would love to do one day. Um, and so that's why <laughs> games that. are a power fantasy for me. Uh, so she, <laughs> she clinks her knife against the glass and, and sort of gathers um, everyone's attention. Uh, and she steps up to the podium and she introduces herself is Phyllis Watterson, the director of the Sphinx. Uh, and she says, We are thrilled to welcome you to the 23rd annual Doreen Valiente Cryptogram Competition. And the room bursts into applause. Uh, a few of the competitors are whooping. 
um, and the champagne is, is, is bubbling in the room. And, and Phyllis smiles and nods and sort of waits for the ruckus to die down, as much ruckus as there can be in a room full of nerds, which, as a room full of nerds, we know is quite a lot of ruckus. Uh, and her gaze sort of flickers around the room and lands on you, and she smiles. And then she continues. Ooh. While this is a competition, we are not just competitors. We are colleagues, peers, united in our dedication to discovery. You are the best of the best, devoted students, each and every one of you. And it's that devotion that called you here. And it's that devotion that will see you through. The person who will crack the Valiente Code is in this room. I can feel it. And there's more applause and more whooping. Roderick elbows you and Shay rolls her eyes, but she smiles and Eileen throws their arms around around you and, and, and loops their arm through Eileen's and, and, or through Shay's and then they, they sort of like hug you both really tightly. Uh, and then Phyllis says, tomorrow, bright and early the competition begins. Tonight, I invite you to get to know your fellow researchers. You may poke around the library if you wish, but no cheating. And there's some more laughter because obviously you take this very seriously and you would never cheat. <laughs> and Phyllis lifts her glass and she says, may the spirit of Doreen inspire and enlighten us and may this weekend be one to remember. Uh, and the room sort of bursts into applause uh, and Shay turns to you all and she says, we definitely have to check out the library, right? Like we gotta get in there and just like start scoping it out. Uh, despite himself, the uh, uh, the magician just says, absolutely. Uh, just like standing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I give a withering stare to the magician <laughs> and say, yes, absolutely. Uh, and I will say that since we had a test, which we passed this time, um, oh, sure. control has gone up for grabs. So if anybody wants to take it, you may. But if not, then the emperor will sort of continue to motor the boat, as it were. Uh, and so... Well, I'll say just because of the kindness of the Hierophant, I'll try to pay that forward. I'll look at the magician and I'll say, magician, would you like to join me up here? <gasps> I think that my... Uh, you can kind of see the magician uh, kind of like switches faces. You kind of see like almost a Rolodex of, of faces kind of appearing. Uh, and he kind of like briefly lands on one that's like, oh my God, you like me? Uh, and then it keeps going. <laughs> really? uh, uh, and it lands on one that's like a lot more confident. Uh, uh, and he says, um, yes, uh, I think that that would be uh, beneficial. And I, I think you and I can use some time to sort of plan a couple of things out because we are obviously going to win this uh, and the only way we're going to do that is together without question there's like a terrible groaning of iron as my throne moves <laughs> slightly to the side <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah I walk up and as I'm walking up uh, you kind of see like this sort of like coat uh, that's sort of like kingly like if you think of like the the king on a deck of like uh, bicycle cards yeah um, just like that, but like kind of like faded, uh, just, you know, joining, enjoining with the emperor. Uh, and I just kind of stand next to the giant throne. That is yeah. so funny. Um, I will say that because you are joining in co-control, um, that will cost you a psych, psyche. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to ask you all to sort of keep track of those, um, on your own sheets. It cost me a psyche, right? Uh, it cost, uh, James, um, who's stepping in. Oh, okay. If you don't want to do it, then, then. You can just I take do. control. If you uh, I, I do. Okay, I, cool. I think it'd be good. 
So uh, you as a team sort of like move towards the library. You're not the only people who've had this idea, of course. Um, as you sort of like move in, you can see that uh, there are others who are there. Um, as you walk in, I will describe what it looks like now that you're in there. Uh, the library is a feat in architecture. The windows are filled with a brilliant glow of sunset, casting the room in a rosy golden hue. Your team was not the only one that took Phyllis up on her invitation. There are a few other clumps of folks moving through the library, um, sort of like weaving through the stacks, clearly trying to get sort of like the lay of the land. Um, Phyllis is there, standing before a simple framed portrait a few yards away from the entrance. Um, and you can see that Doc Barb is also in the library, walking along the outskirts of the shelves. Tomorrow, the library will be a flurry of noise and activity when the competition officially starts, but tonight, most folks seem to maintain the hushed tones often associated with such a quiet place. What would you like to do? So are there like clues in here that we're supposed to, or th this is just, it's yeah, just so, a library. Yeah, so it's just, it's just, like, right now it's just a yeah. library, but basically what you have been invited to do is sort of like get to know, mm. a time will be of the essence tomorrow, um, is everyone is sort of like rushing right. to complete these like codes and competitions quickly. Um, so this is mm. sort of an opportunity to get to see how the library is laid out, where the books that you might need mm. be are. Um, you can also take the opportunity to like schmooze with the director if you want to, or um, talk to Doc Barb again. Um, uh, or if you real, if you want to, you can approach another team. Um, depends on uh, the vibe in the room, but the emperor and the magician are in control. Um, and uh, you sort of like all sort of like look at each other. Um, and uh, Roderick says, should we divide and conquer? I think so. Great. Uh, north, south, east, west. Uh, and he uh, he heads off um, and takes one of the quadrants um, and like is like heading like <laughs> further into the library. Um, Shay and Eileen um, split up uh, and go. Um, I'm imagining like a, a corner. So Roderick would go mm -hmm. far right. Shay goes far left. Eileen looks at you uh, and says, "Which one do you want to go to?" Uh, I kind of look at the emperor uh, and I sort of like gesture as a like like with a hand forward going well what do you think perhaps it would be smart to find some sort of books on on ciphers I imagine they must have quite a collection here absolutely so I'd say let's head in that direction I think that's a great idea uh, we should start with ciphers codes uh, any sort of historical code breaking uh, what do we know so far about the Valiente code um, you know that it was designed by Doreen Valiente, who the Institute is named for. Um, you mm -hmm. know that it has gone uncracked for, uh, I think, 23 years. 1999 to 2023 is how I'm going to do that math. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe 24. I wouldn't know. I'm not the math major. Um, <laughs> you, nobody knows. You would know this. Nobody knows what it is for um, because it has gone unsolved. There has been no... There was no like context left behind as to like what the code meant, um, which is why it's been um, infamously difficult to crack. Uh, In fact, I wonder if there are any first-hand sources from Valiente herself in this library. As a matter of fact, that was going to be my next question, which is, uh, what do we know about Valiente herself? This so sounds like perhaps another test 
of worldliness, I think, um, to sort of like know uh, oh, like yeah. where where to go in a library. I think that you're grad students. You've obviously spent a lot of time doing research. Um, so being able to like call upon these skills um, to know and to remember like what research you've done before. Que bueno. I, uh, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, so we're looking at an active test of worldliness. Um, I'll say that um, there's very limited risk, I think, with this test. Uh, it is a new library to you, um, which I think would set the risk at one because it is so expansive and you've never been in here before. Um, but we are trained in this skill, so it goes back down to six. Um, who is taking point on this test? Only one of you can. It's in pentacles. Would we get a point because this has something to do with our, like, prodigyness? Yeah. Uh, I think Perhaps. you should probably take it because you are like emperor in pentacles, uh, so like it's your it's your section, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I think that's a good point, though, that the, our oh, vocation yeah. probably might come into play here too. We are an active student yeah. and a prodigy and a good one, yeah. and so we're familiar with yes. libraries, <laughs> um, which I think so. And because we are uh, prodigal, we get an extra bonus so it's not just a plus one it's a plus two um because of what the emperor oh, nice. did before so we are now looking for a four or higher on our active mm -hmm. test yeah. of worldliness and um, because this is an active test if anyone has a power they want to use speak now cool i will shuffle the cards uh jules do you want to call it or do you want me to call it what do you think let's call it together and if we're truly in sync. We'll oh, say the same okay. number at the same time. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> All right, we're going to do this. First try. Okay. All right. Okay. One, two, or three? Three. Great. Three. <laughs> <Stop>. See? <laughs> totally. There was a little bit of lag there, but that was actually, that was the, the internet. That wasn't anything else. Um, we Jesus. are not doing hot, you guys. This is a two. Oh, no way. This is a two. <laughs> Um, so if anyone has anything that they can do to interfere in this moment with this just revealed future card, perhaps with a power, um, otherwise we'll take the L. But I'll give you a second to look things over. I, uh, these cards are brutal. Yeah, they really are. What is going on? I can. Oh. Technically. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll see if we want to do this. Wait, when an active test is my first. Oh, no. Um. When a revealed future card would be read as a failure, take control immediately and draw a new future card to resolve the test in its place, substituting your uh, suit stat for theirs. Gain an additional plus one if you taunt or console the failed aspect. <laughs> um, but it's a it's an out of control into uh, shared control. <laughs> into solo control. Into solo control. Oh, into solo control. Yeah, so you kick them you there, would kick them both gotcha. out. Um if you are you Damn. Is this happening? Why not? Let's do it. Wait. <laughs> yes. Uh. Okay, I'm going to take this one out of there. Um, so, uh, Fool, what does this look like as you toss the magician and the emperor out of control? Um, I think uh, I think Asmodeus reaches the podium before I do. Yeah. Um, and just like scooches on like right up next to the book. Um, and like chirps at them for me kind of a thing. All right, stop. Stop it. Stop it. I'm trying to focus. We're, we're trying to focus here, all right? Fool, get this ape away from me. Nope. I... <laughs> I'm picturing like Aladdin's yep. monkey 
Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. And so it seems like he's having like a full conversation with you, but you have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And then, yeah, and then I come up and I say, step aside. I'm going to redeem myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, will you read the language one more time for me? Um, I just want to know. Yeah. I'll tell you Um, in a second. When a revealed future card would be read as a failure, take control immediately and draw a new future card to resolve the test in its place. Substituting your suit stat for theirs. Gain an additional plus one if you taunt or console the failed aspect. Are you taunting or consoling? I think Asmodeus was taunting, um, but yes, I do. I think I think I taunt a little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, a little what soft is your taunt? What is your Pentacles stat? Cool. Uh, nothing. Great. Um, so I'll say that it stays the same because you would go up one, um, but because mm-hmm. you taunted and or consoled, it goes back down. Okay. Yes? Yeah. Cool. Um, great. So we are looking for a four or higher. Um, this is mm-hmm. just going to be a one card draw because we are interfering with the fates today. All right. I just think you should know that if we had more time to actually have our hands on the wheel, we would have been able to pull ourselves out of this. Now you can do whatever you want to do. But just please keep in mind that this is very important. I know how ding, important ding, ding. this is. Uh, interference <laughs> always wins. Uh, so- Whoa! Oh, baby! <laughs> My goodness. So we have My pulled goodness. the nine of coins. Um, I really love this card. Uh, for those of you at home, um, this uh, is a woman standing in a garden, um, resplendent robes. Um, she's admiring the beautiful, bountiful harvest um, as her animal friend, who in this instance is a hawk, um, but in your instance is a monkey, um, uh, flies off in the background with good news. Uh, this is like a moment of, of fortune, of, of, of luxury, of a happy home, of domestic riches. It's sort of like, it's sort of just like, like getting a moment to be like, I know what I'm doing, all the hard work I've put in is about to pay off, and I'm, I'm really just enjoying like getting to indulge in this moment, which I think is so fun for the fool to, <laughs> for the two people who know the most about research and diligence <laughs> to be like, we are going to work together, and we're going to figure this out, and to fail, and then to have the fool step in and be like, don't worry, everybody, I got this. <laughs> I'm going to take care of it. I lost something once. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then... That's good. Uh, thank you. And then um, I hope we don't have to pay royalties on that. Uh, you know sort of exactly where to go um, because you're sort of like yeah. looking around uh, the fool um, in this sort of like unconventional way is approaching this puzzle of the library, thinking about um, thinking about uh, the people. Um, and you think uh, you know exactly where to go to find um, you were looking for like personal resources on Doreen Valiente right that was like sort of like the the test that we were trying to find yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah great so. um, there is a like whole glass case um, right up at the front that is sort of like filled with like her like paraphernalia um, it's right so so you approach uh, with with sort of like a, a childish whimsy and glee at um, having succeeded um, Carlisle is now in a much better mood externally uh, and, and approaches this glass case um, and uh, Phyllis who is standing nearby sort of like admiring this portrait uh, looks over uh, and says oh curious about the uh, the personal materials in there Oh, no, no, no. The Hierophant cloud is going to swirl around uh, the podium and just uh, say to the fool, I don't know if I was the only one that noticed, but she gave us a very pointed look during the 
introductory speech, and that was weird. I would like to know more about okay. that. Yeah, me too. Um, I I look to Phyllis, and I say, yes, always curious. Um, I like that spirit. I think that's very admirable. I think I look at her, and I'm like, um, there's something so familiar about you. Have we met before? Do I know you? Um, and she, uh, she sort of smiles, uh, and she says, you know, I think I would remember a face like yours. I'm not sure, but you're, uh, you're Carlisle, right? Uh, Doc Barb's old student. I am, yeah. Yeah, she talked a lot about you. She was very eager to get you here in the competition. That's very sweet. I owe a lot to that woman. She's very special to me. She's a very special lady. Uh, you wanted to take a look at these materials? They're technically locked up, but, uh, and she like picks up her keys and sort of jingles <gasps> them, and she's like, I run the place. Are you okay. serious? Yeah, y- yeah, yes. I mean, that would be great. Well, anything to help with the research. We're all very invested in getting that code cracked, so nothing can leave the library, um, and please be very careful. If anything tears, it'll be your hide on the line. You understand? Absolutely. I would not tear anything. <laughs> all right. Uh, and she unlocks the case. Um, and inside the case, there are a couple different books. Um, there are like some some like uh, archival like journals of Doreen's that that they have um, sort of like on display. This is like one of those like educational cases, like you know, like when you go to like a historical site and they're like, "This is the great mystery of all the things that have happened here before." Um, uh, but this is about um, this woman. So she hands you a couple books. There's like a, a biography that was written on Doreen. Um, there are a couple of her journals that she hands to you. Um, and she says, "Now be very, very careful, and don't tell anyone I let you in there." Okay. Absolutely. Secret safe with me. <laughs> um, and she hands you the books, uh, and she winks, uh, and then she steps away. Um, would you like to read any of these materials? Absolutely. I would love to read them all. Fool, are we certain we're not breaking a rule of some kind? Well, I don't... I mean, she seems to run the place, right? She's the one who practically gave me this stuff. Hmm. And she gave it to us with a wink and a nod, though. I mean, it, it feels It's weird. a secret between us. And uh, I don't know if this is entirely uh, uh, above board. But I also don't entirely know that we shouldn't take an opportunity given to us, literally. I suppose an advantage is an advantage. Absolutely. And aren't you guys curious? What's just a little bit of reading, huh? I mean, just a little <laughs> bit of reading here and there couldn't hurt. Exactly, exactly. All and right. I think I probably go for like her private journal. You said that there was a journal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So you approach a table. You sort of like put these books down. Um. Very reminiscent of of, of carrying around all these resources. Um. You put these books down. Uh, do you sit down or are you just sort of like rifling through the pages? Like, paint me a little picture here. Where's Carlisle looking like? Yeah. 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 I think that like um Carlisle is doing the the thing. Uh. You know how they talk about how gay people sit weird. Yeah. Um, so like, <laughs> just like, yeah, just like, just like weirdly folded up. Yeah, they do. Um, just like <laughs> weirdly folded up and like uh, kind of like not paying attention to how their body is. They're just like engrossed um, in the materials that are spread out before them. I think that uh, Carlisle like make like puts it all out like a spread so he can see everything because the fool mm. is very much about following um, their instinct, absolutely whatever catches their eye is what they're going to like focus in and hone in on. 
Yeah. One of the students in the lecture hall raises their hand. Um, does this happen regularly? No, this doesn't. Hmm. Are they looking at us? They are. Are they, like, close <laughs> by? Um, uh, it is, it is in your internal space, so one of the, one of the students in the lecture hall raises their hand. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the emperor draws a blade. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the fireflies have all just frozen in midair and directed their attention toward this yeah, student. The, um, okay, so in the lecture hall, I think the magician is gonna kind of, like, walk down uh, he's kind of like grown the uh, sort of like clompy uh, heeled shoes that kind of make clomp noises as you're walking everywhere uh, and just kind of like walks down with a hand crossed and like one finger in front of his mouth uh, and then walks down and kind of stands directly in front of this person with the, the hand up uh, and says, yes, you? I think things are about to get very, very interesting. Tell me more about that. The sounds of pages rustling and murmured whispers from the outside world shift in an instant. It happens as blood does. One moment blue, the next red, never purple. Crickets lift their bowstring legs and play the elegant song of night. Frogs croak, hidden amongst the reeds that line the water's edge. Yes, water, still and vast, spread out before you like a lake. It reflects the sky above it, sky, your shore, that was sealing a moment ago. Above you, the moon hangs, a crescent, the shape of a sly smile. In the distance, two castles, perfectly spaced apart. One glimmers and glistens, white as distant stars or bleached bone. The other shimmers and snuffs, dark as rich earth or a bottomless chasm. But it isn't the cities that catch your attention, nor the moon in her mystery, or even the water, inches deep and clear as crystal. It's the flower. In the center of the lake grows a vast flower. At moments, the petals are the deep blue of a whale's grief. At others, it burns golden as the sun. One of its petals unfurls, revealing perfect round dew droplets. One such droplet rolls to the edge of the petal, mere inches from your hands. You don't recall moving closer to the flower. You don't remember lifting your hands. You drink. The dew tastes like nothing ever has, like the relief of summer break, the satisfaction of discovery, falling asleep in the car and being carried inside by someone who loves you. The flower trembles. The cities show their teeth. A voice with no sound speaks. You are being used. The artifact is hungry and will need to be fed. Banish it back from whence it came or risk becoming its meal. And there, just beyond the flower, you see Doc Barb, and she sees you. She doesn't seem surprised to see you, but perhaps a twinge of something, 
the faintest hint of regret, but then, and that's where we'll stop for the evening. <laughs> what? What? Wild. Holy shit. Is that what that feels like? <laughs> My goosebumps have goosebumps. <laughs> it's spooky. Yo, um, what? Can't come into our shirt's face and just mess with our shirt. What the hell? I was so in this. I was like sure we had like two hours left, you know? Oh. Yeah, no. I, oh, strap <laughs> in, babies. We're just getting started. Uh, and speaking Sneak of just getting you. started, um, I'm going to oh. segue that into Jules. Uh, if people want to get started with us, there we go. Um, where <laughs> Does it feel so disorienting to now have to like find information? I can't. I can't believe I've done this to you for two years. Yeah. I'm just like, yes. wait, what? Well, to be fair, I, I had guess. two years to get used to it. So this is, this is only your it. second okay. time. It's okay. Take, take your time. <laughs> David will put in a joke. <laughs> you can find us online where all the good things are um we're on twitter we're on instagram the individual handles and whether or not twitter is still Oy. a website who knows but it's the pod is the cast you know the name of our of our show by now uh, we're also on patreon we're also on we have yeah, a we website do. <laughs> James's resume is apparently on okay. there. Yeah, check it out. Hey, check apparently. it out. Yeah, we're adding a page just for James's resume. I uh, don't know about that. Well, I guess we're also LinkedIn. Maybe. Um, <laughs> you should get one. Uh, you know, and 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 we can find us all those places. Uh, drop us a review on iTunes. Drop us a review on Spotify. Some stars. Throw some stars yeah. our ways, um, as always. And um, wow, I'm still thinking about flowers and. and yeah. And towers, so uh, I hope that was useful and coherent. <laughs> I'm gonna kick it over to Nick to talk about divination. <laughs> All right, and if you are interested in knowing more about divination RPG, you can check us out at uh, divinationrpg.com. That's our website, which will also uh, give you access to our Discord server and where you can download playtest materials for yourself if you would like to know more about actually playing divination around your table we also are on several of the socials but i would say instagram is the one that uh seems the healthiest yeah. these days so that's the one where i tend to hang out mm -hmm. uh we are at divination rpg there as well gorgeous and we're just gonna take a quick little stroll oh, up. oh wait oh. yeah oh well, oh, yeah, no, no you well, do I'm it. I'm not going to do it, though. This no, is you, no, I want no, you I'm to do it. I'm taking a stroll over so that you can invite me into the... Home Listen, there's a shared space where we're all invited and no one's getting in. And that's the shared space. Actually, no, plain people can get in. You just got to gotta pay the piper, you baby. Pay the you got to pay the piper baby. to get into the hall of patrons. <laughs> and you can be like one of our glossy, nude, bronze, and marble statues. That's right, a mixed media of statues that line the halls of the hall of patrons. For those of you that are just joining us for the divination arc, I want you to, it's sort of like an a, like Acropolis type build, Acropolis type building? Or Parthenon yeah. type building. You know, and that's, um, and there's a, river of milk and honey that oh, flows so through nice. it and um that's the hall of patience there's people fucking all over the place oh, yeah. i'm talking about people like <laughs> ryan fearbach nick narcissi kieran sajan abraham omar a emily b luca eric payne desmond universe warren daly jonathan yatsky 
Arlo Howard, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, <laughs> Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimball, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. Woo. Thank you, Patreons, for being the lifeblood that allows us to do fun projects like this, bring on people doing cool things all over the world of TTRPG. Uh, we can only do that through your support. Hop on over to Patreon.com. Sign up at any tier you can. And there's goodies for you. There's a Discord. There's bonus content when we can get our shit together and make it. And all sorts of extra stuff. Um, that takes us. Uh, I'm feeling a little hungry. I'm feeling a little yeah. nippish. A little, mm-hmm. little peckish, yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. And I need myself some sort of um, some sort of sandwich, some some sort of uh, a fried Ooh. egg sandwich, perhaps with some bacon yeah. in it. And the only place that serves it to me, just like the Aki style, that's on that's something. I, I don't. I'm not in New We're York, gonna... but I'm going to James. <laughs> <Bogey today. laughs> hey. We're gonna get emails. Uh, uh, I'm walking here. Um... <laughs> You know, it's funny. You'd think that I would have remembered that this was going to happen because we did the last thing. Um, So here in my bodega, uh, today uh, I have some sandwiches for you. Feel free to have them. And one thing I have uh, is uh, something that I am going to be embarrassed about but is important, and that is uh, Monster, the Beast Unleashed, uh, which is... Alcohol? No, not 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 a sponsor. Yeah, uh, it is an alcoholic drink that tastes like Monster Energy drink. Now, what is this? It tastes like Monster. It's not any sort of uh, anything except for like a nice little drink. But the the thing is, uh, when I was young, I used to drink a lot of Monster, uh, and it made me cringe. I was embarrassed about it. Uh, and there's something there's something that I've kind of like come to recently, and it's that like all of those things that made me cringe when I was a kid. Uh, I've really kind of like taken into myself and gone, why am I cringing about this? Is it because it's bad? No, it's because I'm thinking about what other people think about it. And Mm -hmm. that is why I finally got the Beast Unleashed. It's pretty bad. Now at least I know. (laughs) Yeah, Ah! scientifically, it's pretty bad. (laughs) There's no shame in this We kill the part that cringes. Yes. Kill the part that cringes. That's Ooh, we kill it. the part that cringes. We'll put that, put on, that on a t-shirt. t-shirt please. A pair of silky Ooh. underwear. You know, yeah. Pot has been cast people. Having guested with you on two episodes now, I have to say that I'm not sure if I feel a, a deeper sense of surreality, surreality during our game <laughs> or during this or- thing <laughs> that happens at the end. Hey, can I be honest? Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> truly just kind of falls apart and that's why we like to keep it real we like to keep it fresh we like to keep it weird and we always have to keep it honest because carlos won't cut anything Mm -hmm. out (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to hear anymore we're we're a bunch of uh a bunch of pilots and we thought landing the plane was the least important yeah we didn't go that day we were like we'll touch down one way or the other and you know what we did and with that um i'm gonna ask you all very politely to get out of my house Okay, bye. Thanks for having us.